Father, for obvious reasons with all that's going on in the world and all that's going on and with the virus these days. And Father, we know that you're in control. But Father, sometimes we still get scared. We still have to be careful. But Father, we're thankful that wherever you are, or wherever we are, Father, you can be there too. And Father, we feel your presence here this morning already. Lord, I pray that you would just go with us in all that we do. Father, help us to leave cares and our worries just for the next little bit and help us to focus on you. We love you and thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name.
Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Maddie Marshall, and uh, I get the pleasure of doing testimony time. So this is the time in our service where we um, share how we've seen God at work. So God sightings. Um, for those of you who are in person, um, you can raise your hand and come on up and share. For those of you joining us on Zoom, you can put your name in the chat. Um, and we can spotlight you and you can share with us so we can all be encouraged uh, together. For those of you on Facebook, um, feel free to go ahead and share in the chat there as well. So yeah, who has a God sighting that they would like to share with us? How have you seen God at work? We have one on Zoom, maybe? All right, we're gonna do our technology and get someone spotlighted here, so hang tight. Hi, church. Before I do my testimony time, I wanna start with a little joke. Let's hear it, Jacqueline. Okay. What, what do you get when you cross a sheep with a kangaroo. What? A woolly jumper. All right. <laughs> very good. Very good. Be thankful for God. I am. I'm thankful to God for um, all the doctors and nurses who are helping patients during during this COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah. But without without them, all the all without them, all the patients in the hospital will be lost. Yeah. We are so thankful for them. Thanks for reminding us of that, Jackie. We can pray for them as well as they continue to, to serve us. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, who else? I can share one. I got time to think about it, obviously. Um, yeah, I've seen God at work. I don't know about you guys, but with the change of seasons, whether weather or, um, yeah, I, we work with college students. And so just the change up of a new semester, uh, I can start to feel sad or anxious. Um, and so, uh, little things can kind of bother me a little bit more. And so one thing that the Lord has really been uh, continually convicting me of is my patience um, and anger that can come out um, often with my little kids. And so um, my three-year-old son is now averse to going outside because it's too cold. 
Um, but I've needed it for my own uh, sanity to actually get out of the house. And so uh, he probably cried for about 30 minutes as I'm getting ready, him ready to go outside. Um, and I just felt the Lord calm my heart and my anger um, and my desire for him to want to get his shoes on faster or any of those things. And so I'm just thankful, yeah, that even in this change of season when things can feel really uncertain and it's easier to get irritated, um, just experiencing the Lord um, calming me and providing for me in those difficult moments. So that's how I've seen God at work in my life. On Zoom, trees. yes, share with us. If, wait, I don't know if you're ready yet. Hold up, try Hi. now. Are we on? Yes. Okay, good morning, church. This is such a dreary and depressing time. It's gray, the streets are rainy, the snow doesn't look very nice. We got COVID locking us in and all that kind of stuff. And, um, God did something special for me in September, and it's it's been helping me even this week. Uh, uh, in September, Sharon and I went to Ireland on a spiritual pilgrimage, and uh, we were at this one place on the Aran Islands. It's just really desolate place, and it was a rainy day, uh, and uh, there was a, a labyrinth. I don't know if any of you have ever walked a labyrinth, but God has used them a lot in my prayer journey. And uh, but we didn't have much time um, because we had to get on to something else. And and so I just, you know, jumped into the labyrinth and I, I uh, you know, didn't have anything particular that was going on. And as I stepped into the labyrinth and began to walk, um, kind of going fast, all of a sudden I felt like God had just picked me up as a dance partner. And I literally was in my spirit dancing all the way through the labyrinth. And, and it's amazing how that, that sense, it's like God has come to me again and again and again in quiet moments, um, dancing, you know, and ask, God asking me to, to dance uh, together. And, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like those, you know, kind of wild swinging around kind of things that are just very full of praise and joy. And, uh, and I just want to thank God that, uh, that God opened up my spirit to receive uh, the divine presence in such a way. It's, uh, it's really been joyous. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Dan. Yeah, God, Emmanuel being with you and showing himself to you. That's amazing. Any others before we move on? I guess I shouldn't neglect Zoom. Great. All right, well, I will pray and we will continue on. God, thank you, um, yeah, that you are God with us, that you um, delight to reveal yourself to us, um, that you are near to us. Um, God, we confess, um, yeah, just being distracted and worried about so much going on these days. Uh, and thank you that your presence um, is constant um, that you are all-powerful, all-knowing, um, that you are, you love us perfectly uh, as we navigate these times. And so thank you for reminders that you are near, um, that you are our help in times of trouble, and help us to look to you. And so 
give us ears to hear the message today. And thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. say that I worship better when I stand up, but I can't really stand up, but you can uh, for the next couple of songs. So please stand, and we're going to sing a couple of, uh, I think this next song is what I consider our church anthem. Every worship leader that we have does this song, and I think we all know it by heart, and we're going to be talking about emotions today, um, and emotions are fleeting. They change from in a matter of seconds. Um, but if we build our life on the right foundation, which is Jesus Christ, that never changes. So our emotions can change, the weather can change, life can change, but Jesus never changes.
Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Allison Kaneza, and I'm here to share some announcements. Uh, first, we are asking everyone to please keep your masks on during the service um, and when in the building. So we appreciate that. And then second, uh, some really happy news. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Um, we exceeded our year-end giving goal, which is a reason to celebrate. Um, well done, church. So thank you all very much for that year-end giving. Next up, I want to give an update on the Warming Center. So we've mentioned that the past couple of weeks, and if you're new to Genesis, um, there is a program in South Oakland County where a group of churches get together and help house folks who have nowhere else to go um, overnight during the winter. And Genesis hosts for two weeks in January and February. Last year, we successfully hosted the Warming Center in the midst of COVID without vaccines. As a result, we thought it was going to be the same or easier this year. Well, um, that has changed because of Omicron. Unlike last year, in spite of the safety protocols, um, the Welcome In Day program, which is, works in partnership with the overnight churches, um, and feed guests into the overnight program, they saw positive COVID tests among some of their guests. All were asymptomatic, um, so it was caught in the weekly testing that those guests and the staff receive at the Welcome In. Um, all guests receive a PCR test once a week by the Oakland County Health Department. And the Welcome In, and as a result, the Welcome In and that overnight program have been closed since then. Now the good news is none of those guests are out on the street. They were all able to be housed at other shelters or in hotels um, with funding from um, some other shelter programs. So what does that mean for us and the two weeks that we plan to host in overnight guests here in January and February? Well, in order to run the warming center this year, we need the ability to house anyone who tests positive for COVID in hotels. And so that is something that the Welcome In has been working on very hard these past couple of weeks with the county um, to secure that funding in order to do that. They are still in the process of finalizing those funds and finding the hotel, but if all goes well and according to plan, the Welcome In and the Overnight Warming Center program will start back up again on January 17th at Star Presbyterian Church. And then Genesis would begin hosting the next week on Sunday, January 23rd. In addition, we will decrease the maximum number of guests down to 20. And so there'll be 20 guests at the Welcome In and then they will come over here to Genesis. And of course, those guests will be the ones who test negative, right? It won't be anyone who has tested positive for COVID. The lower guest count also allows us to reduce the number of volunteers we need uh, each shift. However, finding volunteers to staff, specifically the overnight host position, which is always the trickiest one to find, um, is a significant concern, especially since the health department has advised that Omicron is different than COVID was last year. And if there is a COVID positive volunteer or guest in the building, unbeknownst to anyone, right? there's a probability of others testing positive. So it's a different situation than we had last year. And we wanna make sure that information is clear to everyone who might be signing up and helping out. As of right now, like I said, we're still finalizing those details. So there still are a few things that have to work out in order for us to be able to host. And we, wanna make, and we will let you know when those details are in place. In addition, there might be some more needs that we have for those guests who are staying in hotels because they're COVID positive. And for example, that could mean dropping off some meals, um, delivering some stuff to them since they aren't able to leave. So there might be some new needs coming this year. 
If we're not able, if the, if the welcome in and the county aren't able to work together to secure the funding, and if the welcome in isn't able to find the hotel rooms that we need, and if we don't have the volunteers needed to host the warming center, um, then that could mean that the problem program won't happen. And of course, we'd let you know that as soon as possible as well. But right now, we are optimistic. Um, we had some good news this week in that the welcome in staff who had been working with all of the guests so far this season, they all tested negative for COVID. So um, that it was one hurdle that we needed to get over and we have a few more, but we are optimistic that we're gonna be able to move forward. So if you do want to volunteer, the best way to keep yourself safe is to be vaccinated, boosted, and prepared to wear a N95 or KN95 mask that fits snugly for the duration of your shift. And if that's you, we definitely need your help. And it's especially helpful for us to know now if you are willing to step into one of those overnight host roles, because that will help us determine if we have enough volunteers to be able to staff the overnights. So the best way you can help out right now is to let us know if you're willing to volunteer. Either you can stop by the sign-up boards in the lobby, I'll be out there, and some of our other volunteers maybe as well, um, and sign up for an overnight host spot or let us know that you are willing to help out in some capacity. We're also happy to answer any other questions you have. This is a new situation. We've all had a lot of questions. I'm sure you guys have questions too. And you can also um, either stop by in the lobby or there's an email address in Zoom, in the, in the weekly email blast, and we'll post it on Facebook as well, that you can email um, that address with any questions. All right, now with all of that said, our usual warming center plugs and announcements. Uh, overnight hosts are the most important role and this year we're going to need a healthy collection of subs as well. So if you can sign up, uh, check out the sign up list on Sign Up Genius. You can sub on specific dates, which is really handy, so you can plan ahead and you may or may not get called. And if you're not quite comfortable helping with an overnight, consider helping with showers. You would be working outside the entire time and it's a shorter shift, so um, that is a great option. And finally, for everyone who has signed up uh, to be a greeter or an overnight host, there is the training next Sunday, January 16th from 1230 to 2. We will host it in here live, but we'll also have it on Zoom. And if you want to, if you haven't signed up, but you want to listen to the training, you're more than welcome. Send an email to that uh, email address, let me know in the lobby, and we'll make sure you get that link. All right, now that's it. All I have to share, so it's time for connection, so stand up and say hi to some folks around you. Thank you. Turn 
Good morning. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank you for those who are on Zoom. 
where you guys are tuned in. Thank you for those on Facebook. Know that this is the second Sunday, and one of the things we try to do on the second Sunday is lend time for discussion, because your experience is learning. Your experience is knowledge. And I always love about my understanding about God and how he's wired us is that we grow with the help of each other. And so we knew that over the course of this year and and ongoing, we want to gather for connection. We want to organize for connection. And that can seem harder in these days to organize and to gather and to orient around connection with the concerns and fears and realities. So if you are on Zoom, we're still going to be doing breakouts, and we ask you stay, stay and connect. If you're on Facebook and you have the ability to log into our Zoom link, then you will be able to participate within the discussion if you would like to. Otherwise, um, for those who are on Facebook, if you want to just discuss with those that you're around, if you're watching there, that is super. So glad you are here. Uh, Again, uh, thank you for those who, if you're giving with the offering, we do that digitally, and many of you have set up online things with that, and thank you so much. God is a good provider, and so let me pause and just pray. So Father, in the midst of needs, of uncertainty, in the midst of life, We want to turn to you, our creator, our our shield, our father, the one who sustains and supports us. You are the God who has all the resources. And so, Lord, may you meet the needs that are represented here. Would you meet the needs that are of the overlaps of the lives that are here, that they've been brought into, their concerns for their neighbors, their concerns for their families, grandchildren, children, cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, parents. Lord, would you come and meet the needs for the concerns for friends and just the stories that they hear around the world of people in great need. Lord, help. Help, Lord. We call upon you. You invite us to let you carry those heavy burdens. And Lord, would you also open our hands and our minds if you invite us to participate in sharing your hope and sharing your love and sharing your resources to those around us. We pray your kingdom would come. Your rule would expand. Your good would come in this world. Pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're talking about curiosity, and that's where we're going to be in for the rest of this month. And so I want to start with this. Have you ever had a car with the dashboard indicator lights on? Maybe have you ever owned a car like, I've got a couple images. Have you ever had a car where the indicator lights were on? And I think I have an image of also one of my vehicle's dashboards. I don't know, Matt, if you've got that within the, of what you can share. And I'm not sure, what has been your response to the indicator lights that come on your vehicle? Do we have some? Oh, there we go, yeah. So you can see here in this one, there is that engine light. 
that usually means there's could be an issue with the engine and then over in the in the corner there was another one now here's another other all sorts of images right have you ever had a car with those are on now some of them you know very well what to do you know the gas light turns on you better get gas relatively quickly your 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 brights are on but other times there's that little coil thing i have no clue what that is but what has been your response? So that one was my car. There's a couple lights that are on, on, on that. And we can have a lot of responses to this. One can be denial. This is nothing. No big deal. There would be suspicion. Right? The suspicion could be something like the, the automobile people, the, those who design cars, make these turn on at certain times to make you want to buy a new car. That's the conspiracy theorist person to the indicator lights. And so then you ignore them. There's, there's nothing to worry here. For some, you just know you don't have the resources to be able to engage the problem. And so you don't. But the indicator lights are meant to get our attention. And so today, we want to talk about emotions. Because those are the same things that are meant to get our attention. Now, if you came in here today and you're like, already, what you've heard is, when the indicator lights on your car turn on, you need to immediately get those fixed. And that would be a win. Because some of you are in here, whenever a light turns on, that's your, your response is, I'm going to research, take care of this, and take action. You've got the resources, you've got the energy, you've got the knowledge, you've got friends, you've got help, and you do so. Our emotions are very much like indicator lights that are turning on in our lives. They're meant to get our attention. They're not all negative. The positive ones, the not-so-positive ones, the gray ones, the negative ones are all meant to grab our attention. To make us curious. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Are you curious? Being curious about our emotions. They're a catalyst to get your attention. And here's what I want to propose. That God is curious about your emotions. Why? Because this, as well, as I said, is a catalyst. It's, a, it, it, it's an incentive. It's a catalyst to move you into a conversation with God. And God wants to move us towards life. So let me propose this first scripture that we want to look at today. This is in Genesis 4, and I love this text about curiosity. It's the beginning of the stories of the Bible. God has created all. God created humanity. Adam and Eve, they're a story with a snake. You can read that in Genesis 3. They have children. In Genesis chapter 4, they have two sons. I have two sons. Cain and Abel. And this is where it picks up in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2. Two brothers in a family. When they grew up, 
Abel was a shepherd and Cain cultivated the ground. He was a farmer. And when it came time for harvest, Cain presented some of the crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel in his gift, but he did not accept Cain in his gift. This made Cain very angry. And he looked dejected, sad. He looked depressed. He looked dispirited. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? If my friend Jim Nizinski was here, I'd ask him to do his cricket noise. Because there's no answer. You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what's right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? Powerful, powerful story of two brothers. And that question in the midst of this, two brothers going on in life, and the story focuses on Cain, who gets really angry over his offering not being accepted. And that question gets asked to him, why are you so angry? Right, two brothers, Cain brought a gift to God, Abel brought a gift to God, Cain brought the crops to God, Abel brought barbecue to God and God loved it and accepted it. Point taken, for those of you who love barbecue. But Abel got angry, depressed, sad, mad. And that question is asked of him, why are you angry? What's behind this? And Cain doesn't have an answer. He doesn't respond. He doesn't engage. Does he know? I I don't know. How about you? When you're asked about your emotions, when you dig in, why are you some, why are you so angry? Some of us are not good at assessing our emotions. Very much like the indicator lights. We're in denial, we're suspicious, we don't trust them. We don't have the resources to engage these, but we struggle. We struggle with vocabulary. When you came in, we got an image for this if you're not here. When you came in, we gave everybody one of these tools. This is called a feelings wheel. If you didn't grab one, we have some sitting up there on the counter next to the tripod of the camera. Uh, what, what this is, it's, it's this work that just talks about core feelings that, that we have. And it allows us to give language to those and to be curious to these feelings and to work from the center out. 
so we can increase our vocabulary, so we can increase our vulnerability, so we can increase our intimacy with others that are around us. Or we can just increase our self-knowledge to know what is going on in the inner, of the inner parts of our life. Because many of us struggle, I know I do, with vocabulary, with insight to the deep and the strong feelings that we have. This could be a tool that could just help you get language, to get that, to work your way out from the middle to the outer layers, to begin to be curious about what is going on. Do this with friends or a therapist or with family or children or a brother or a sister or your neighbor or a boyfriend and girlfriend to ask these questions as a way about being curious. With these, the core emotions are in the middle. The theory is that increased relief comes with increased specificity in identifying our emotions and empathizing with them. To be able to say those things out loud when we have them. Oh, I'm feeling anxious. And then even take an outer layer and to be like, oh, what's causing that? I'm worried. I'm worried about what's happening in the world, right? So we want to give you this tool to take with you as a way to give you some language. Because our feelings can be murky, elusive, confusing. And sometimes big and intense and quiet. They can be hard to recognize. And our words may fall short in helping us to really assess and to understand the essence of our emotion. But they serve to help to identify and then communicate our experience. So, so much we want to do is we want to be aware, we want to make space to name the emotion. And so today, if all you get out of this time is, one, you fix your car whenever those indicator lights come on, that, that's a positive. Number two, that you just become more curious about your own emotions and you begin to try to name them, to discuss them, to engage them. That is really good, to be curious about them. Maybe to include other people. That is really good. Maybe you begin to start to practice this with others, friends, family, a therapist, a teacher. That's a win. But God might have a little bit more for us. Not a little bit. But God might have more for you and me today. Because God's curious about your emotions. And this curiosity is an invitation for the Spirit, the Spirit of God, to sit with you. It's an invitation to be vulnerable, it's an invitation to come close. In the same way that when God spoke to Cain, it was an invitation. Why are you angry? Why are you so downcast? It was an invitation towards greater intimacy. But this kind of invitation takes consent. It takes being willing to say yes to the one who is offering love and care and support and correction. A kind of consent that says, yes, I will listen. In the same way, when you go to the doctor and you begin to share what's going on in your life, you need to consent to say, I consent to you helping me. 
there's a consent with God. You say, yes, God. I'm open to your help. Yes, God, I need your help. Yes, God, help me. Yes, God, I'll, I'm open to you. I'm curious with you. I want to know what you think. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 is a beautiful prayer of consent. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's consent. What if God has more for us? Because God is curious about our emotions. He's curious and he wants to give life. But we must consent to God's care, to God's curiosity. This, this week, just for me, as I begin to process emotions... Just the other night, two nights ago, Carmel, my wife, has still been in pain from a hernia surgery, and the, it just doesn't, it's not right. And the pain was just too much, and so she decided, all right, I'm going to go to the ER. Which, who wants to go to the ER these days? Whoever wants to go to the ER. The ER is a, is a war zone. It's filled with COVID patients, and people are sick, and the lines are huge, and we know that the staff are overwhelmed, tired, shorthanded. So it's only at the extreme that you want to go. So she goes, because she's like, I'm in just too much pain. I, 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 can't, I can't do this. I need to just make sure, because her doctor had ordered a CT scan, and we had to wait for it to come in the mail. And she's like, I'm just going to go to the hospital, get the CT scan, make sure that everything is okay. So she goes, and she's there all night long. And at midnight, as I'm at home with our boys, I begin to feel my body shake. Now, if you know... I have experienced panic attacks before, but it's been like a year and a half. And so I knew what that felt like, what was coming. It never went into the full-blown explosion of my heart going 160 beats per minute, sweating, can't get my breath, thinking I'm going to pass out, right? All those kinds of things. But it was just the beginnings, because I know that feeling. All of a sudden, my body is telling me something isn't right. (laughs) My emotions are telling me something isn't right right it's the indicator light and at that moment i'd go and do all my tricks and tips and techniques box breathing sucking on hard candy breathing in colors praying and it subsides but the key is it was leading into a conversation what's going on What's going on underneath the surface? What emotion am I not allowing out? What, what anxious, what anxiety, what worries am I not feeling the freedom to express out loud? So I'm curious. I'm asking those questions. I'm letting others in. And I'm wanting to be curious with God. Now the God began asking me questions. Time for God to speak into this through the help of others, but as I tell us through prayer. Are you curious? 
Are you curious about what God might have for you in speaking into your emotions? Here's my hope. It's my possibility. That God longs to move us towards life. He's asking those questions. Why are you so anxious? Why are you angry? Why are you so downcast? Because he wants us to talk. He wants to engage with us. He wants to move us towards life. And when we invite God into this, we're responding to God's invitation. But as I said, sometimes you don't have the resources. Anybody there? I don't have the resources to engage in the emotions that I'm feeling. I don't have the resources to, to get to the bottom, and that's what you feel. That could be true. And so then we choose to do nothing. But what if, and this is my hope, this is my good news for us today, what the possibility of a different experience with your emotions? What about the possibility of the God of the universe who wants to be in this conversation with you? What about the possibility of the king of the universe who wants to bring all their resources into this? So it's not about your limited resources, but it's about the infinite resources of the king of the universe. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bringing all of their resources into this. Into the conversation for you. Why? Because you're so loved. So supported. So dear. So intimate to our Father. That's what I believe God wants to do. Let's pray. So Father, would our hope be that we could receive that? Would our hope be that we could receive that kind of care with all of your resources being pulled into these conversations with the help of others and through your Holy Spirit, through the Father, through Jesus, to lead us to life? So, Lord, come and help. Amen. So here's what we want to do. We, if you've got 15, 20 minutes, we would love for you to engage in a conversation just to discuss what's grabbing your attention this morning. Take your feelings wheel with you. <laughs> We've got some leaders around tables in the lobby. So if you're here and you're able, stay. If you're not, we understand. Take the wheel with you. Process. Invite someone to the conversation. We have questions about identifying what lights are on in your life. Questions to process this. If you're on Zoom, we're going to break you out into groups and stuff. We have facilitators in order to help you engage in a conversation around this. If you're on Facebook and you want to engage in that, just log into Zoom and we'll move you into a group. But we would love for you to take a few minutes now and discuss with some friends what's grabbing you, what's standing out to you about God's curiosity in your own with your emotions. So I want to dismiss you into those groups. We're going to take 15 minutes to discuss, 20 minutes into the lobby, and we'll engage.